baby the dynamic duo yes and holy shit do we have a uh, uh, oblivion is is good <laughs> it, it, it's good <laughs> in a world that's burning hot one man rose up one man stood the tide he was known as the master chief that, that was the cringiest thing I think you've ever said on this podcast, but uh, for, I'm, I'm going to introduce us real quick and then we're going to get into some shit. Uh, so what's ever up, everybody? Uh, welcome to You, Me, and Lore, where we take all the lore from everybody's favorite video game series. We put them in chronological order and then tell them in one story, as well as do deep dives into some of the lesser known lore of video games. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brandon Wayner. And with me, as always, is the guy who puts man into manipulation, Ken Oak. What's up? They call me the cringe god. Cringe god. <laughs> I'm going to inform Hen God that you're stealing half his name. Yes, I'm, I'm just <laughs> stepping all over trademarks. Dog. <laughs> Come find me. Dog, he needs to trademark that shit. He really does. He needs to copyright it. I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm be like, yo, lock this down. He needs to. He needs to. Because that's it's a tight name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him a custom shirt, like shirt. It's gonna have like a a, a rooster with Henny and, and shades. It's gonna be great. That needs to be. Whenever we decide to sell merch, like ten years from <laughs> <Yes>. now, <laughs> uh, like you need to write that down. Like it's not often I tell you to write something down, but you need to write that down. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> with the the lore uh, horse line um, going to be great. It's going to be so I'm bad. so excited for the lore horse line. It is going to be so fucking good. <laughs> like um I feel bad for whoever starts printing our shit. Um like what what the fuck is this? <laughs> Why is there a book with legs? What's happening? Show them some of our uh are the logos that didn't make the cut. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> One of them had a lot of time put into it just to be ditched entirely. I know, yo, damn, that poor man. Yeah. No, I think I think we I think we technically own it because we paid for all of it. That's something you'll I don't know what happens with, with your side yeah, of the yeah, house. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I I bought all of them, the all the designs, so I'll double check it if yeah. made the, the final. If it made the we own it rights. <laughs> Yes, because at the same time, I got to respect my man's gangster. You know? Yes. Uh, speaking of respecting uh, people's gangster, our boy, 
Achilles. He's got something special in the works. Oh, really? He's got something special in the works for us. Been talking to Did him. You put in another order? No, no, no. We're we're we just got something special in the works. So stay on the stay on the listen oh, train man. for that. Um, oh, my boy's feeling. That, oh, my boy's in, my boy's inspired. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, it should be. Uh, give it a month. In about a month, you, me, and Laura is going to be completely different than what it is now. Uh, we got we got foam panels now for for better sound quality. We got better mics. We got better headphones. That way we get rid of all that bullshit. We got um, what we're going to be having an ad coming out, which is going to be wild. We got fucking new shit coming in. We're finally catching a groove. I'm really excited. I, I think we're finally catching catching our our groove. Ah, yes, the runner's high. Yeah, yeah. Just got to keep on going. But that little tangent said aside, the next person I want to recognize is our boy John from DD214. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that new pod is wild. Dog, dude. Uh, So I'm I'm about halfway through it. And holy shit, what a fucking idea. Uh, He just released it. For those curious, it's called The Artificial Mind. And it's on Spotify. That's where I'm listening to it. I don't know where else it is, but I know for sure it's on Spotify. And dude, I'm only halfway through and this dude's like blowing my fucking gourd. I'm a, you know, what's the one thing I, if, if, if the material doesn't catch you, I feel like my man's voice is what's going to keep mm-hmm. you sitting. There. He has a podcast voice, man. He, he's, it's, he, uh, yeah, it, it, he it, he's, he's made for this shit. Um, dude, it is so well thought out. The idea is, uh, I'll just read you the, uh, the summary from his page. No, I don't want premium duo. Fuck off. <laughs> Yes, for you, we, for you, for you, John, we do. <laughs> uh, no, because my wife listens to iHeart. Yeah, I'll read. I'll read the the little summary right there on the page. So, yes, the please. artificial mind bridging the gap between art, mental health, and artificial intelligence. Hosted by Jonathan Sanchez and Jeremy uh, O. Strobridge. Strobridge. And for the first episode. Yeah, the first episode dropped, and uh, it is, in the first episode, John and Jeremy break down the art they created through artificial intelligence. No theme in this, uh, no theme in this first one, just showing off some of our favorite works and more. So, essentially, this is just kind of to give everybody a feel for what they're going to be doing throughout this podcast. And, dog, it is basically, they're going to be going through the human mind and then using AI to, like generate it into like a, a visual it, it's gonna be fucking insane oh, dude it, it's it's so fucking mind-blowingly awesome i'm so excited uh it, it's a killer idea i really think the dude fucking batted a thousand with that one it's out of the fucking part i'm and i know like we have a good relationship with them but i'm not just talking out of my ass for the sake of looking good <laughs> like it is take a listen and um it, it'll sell you pretty quick I was going to say. Uh, and then, of course, they're also showing the images while they're doing it. It's not just them talking about the images. I was going to say, please tell me at some point there's going to be like a live stream of them like mapping it live. No, it, not quite like that. It's more like they're going through 
the way that he described it to me is he's going to be going through like people's fears. And then like, as you describe it, he's going to be working the AI side of it and then generating it and then talking about that image and that kind of shit. Gotcha. Okay. But Mm -hmm. no, I still want to see it live. I would love to see it, see that live. Oh dude. Uh, So from what I can tell, um, I don't want to say very little editing because it is high quality editing that went into it just on the post production end of it. But it seems it's very conversational. So I could I could see them doing that, but with it being like literally one episode in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I don't know. I like I'm just gonna let let my man run with it. He don't need my help. <laughs> He's got it right now. Yo, y'all can and just to give it the the official plug, y'all can catch the artificial mind with Mister Jonathan Sanchez. Oh. Where did, oh, there it is. Sorry, Mr. Jonathan Sanchez, and I apologize also to... Why does it keep disappearing? Jeremy, I am so sorry. Jeremy, I, I apologize to you. You're our Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Strowbridge, you're the real one. You're the real, real run. I don't know why I can't talk. I'm talking like... I'm I don't know what is going on with you tonight. Like, you've been all over the place. Um... But yeah, no, go check them out on Spotify, dude. It was, it, it I, I'm, I'm hooked already. Like, I'm mad there's only one episode. <laughs> and it's only 30 minutes. How dare mm-hmm. you make it digestible? Uh, it's it's, it's more, this is more of an introductory, an introductory episode. And it's, it's fascinating. It's fucking fascinating. But moving on, today, on You, Me, and Lore, we are going to be talking about the next section of Halo lore. So immediately following Halo Silent Storm, it goes into the next book, which is Halo Oblivion. And up until um, I think last week, I had never read Halo Oblivion. This is, this was completely new to me. And uh, I got to tell you, it's fucking, it's a great read. Uh, like Troy Denning is the guy who wrote Silent Storm before this. And he also wrote Oblivion and how this dude doesn't have a job at 343 yet doing their job for them is mind blowing to me because the dude is he's he's fucking fascinating with the Halo lore. And the man is nailing it. He knows he knows how to use the chief as a muse. Mm hmm. And um, personally, I like his read because he does a lot of painting. He paints all, all, a lot of the scenes for you as the reader. And I know some people hate that. I personally enjoy that style of um, of writing because it allows me to kind of turn off my brain and kind of phase into it as a movie almost. Isn't it very Tolkieny? Is the best way to? Write? I wouldn't say he's. I wouldn't say it's Tolkieny. Um, you, you just have to read Troy Denning, I guess. Um, all I know is he also wrote some D and D books that I'm going to go and read following this. Um, because, uh, man, he wrote a whole ass D and D series that sounded fucking dope about like the tablet that kept the gods tethered to the realm was stolen. So all the gods kind of got whisked away. And then with them being whisked away, everything that they were in control of went fucking haywire. Then it's up to three okay. thieves to go and like steal back the th- the tablet that was stolen. 
It sounded dope as fuck, and I was like, yo, yeah. well, like, I'd read that if it was D&D or not. That sounds tight. Surprise, y'all. That's the next plot for the next Elder Scrolls. That's what Elder Scrolls 6 is about. <laughs> you got us. Got us. Um, but yeah, no, I really enjoy it. And the other thing he does, and we're going to be going into it in this episode, is he does a lot of... You remember how, I think it was in the first or second episode, you brought up the question of, like, uh, if people if we went to space if people would unite and then I brought up the counterpoint that I think it would draw more division. Right. He goes into that. And yeah, he goes into that because there are cultural differences that comes out of these planets and he really draws out those different cultures along with that. And I think, cause when we did silent storm, it was kind of jumbly and that's because I was doing it from memory with notes and like a couple other things. And I feel like it came out jumbly because he does everything methodically. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a slow burn and then it burns bright. And I think we kind of tried to push it too much for oblivion. We're going to take it nice and slow. We're going to slow it down, do it the way he writes it and let the story tell. Don't worry. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer to reach. <laughs> we still have forward under Dawn to go. Yeah. We're like right there. We have forward under Dawn, bad blood, I think Genesis. We need to double check Genesis. Yeah, we'll we'll get into Genesis, but for uh, for this story, we're, we're almost there. Yeah, we're we're getting there. But for Oblivion, the thing I want to I want to do is I'm going to paint the scene for you like he did, kind of give you an introductory to some of the characters we're going to be meeting, and then the other thing I want to remind everybody is all of Oblivion takes place. It starts in. Let me double check where it is. May 28th, 2526 is where it starts. And Isn't it that like right after it is immediately fucking right. following. Right. <laughs> like, like, like immediately. It is two. It is one month and two days later. No oh, I'm sorry. Sheep, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I lied. I lied to you. <gasps> I lied to you. I am so sorry. It takes place. April 16th, one day after Silent Storm. Wow. Yes. Get it fucking again. I need yes. to tighten this shit up. And then it ends in June. Yeah, it ends in somewhere after June 12th of the following year of 2526. So, so everything we talk about, and this is going to be probably a three-parter. You want me to be honest with you? No nah, man, paint the paint the picture. We got time. We got plenty of time. But uh, so we're going to be obviously the sources for today are Halo Oblivion, and then there is Doctor Halsey makes an appearance in her diary. So Doctor Halsey's diary will be the second source that we have today. And with that being said, I think we're going to go with Halsey first, just because hers is a tidbit before we go into the Oblivion storyline. You cool with that? Oh no, nah, man, bro! I'm we're behind it. You're you you're building the suspense thriller that we're about to listen to. So I'm gonna start. This is about two months into the Oblivion storyline, but it doesn't make an appearance in Oblivion, so I'm gonna bring it up now and just get Halsey out of the way. So May third, twenty five. Yeah, twenty five, twenty six. I just wanted to make sure I had my years matched. Um, 
Halsey's diary, she goes through the difference between smart and dumb artificial intelligence. And Ken Dog, do you know the difference between smart and dumb AI? Isn't the um, the dumb AI there? They're they're they could be as smart as the the smart AI. The only difference is they're they're linear. They only have a set mm-hmm. number of functions versus the smart AI. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. So yeah. No, you you crushed it. Uh, smart AI is is basically the human brain. Dumb AI is a, is a supercomputer. Like linear thought, it is capable of learning, but it's only capable of learning through scenarios that it's seen. It can't do future prediction kind of thing. I mean, it can, of course, because it can look at past events and kind of predict future events, sure. But it doesn't have that same capacity that humanity does. So for everybody who's been listening, that's Deja, the the AI that helped the kids in training. She, she, she had a set number of functions, but she could do things within her scope like, hey, she can put a pelican in autopilot for the kids. Mm -hmm. So Deja is a dumb AI with an equivalent human IQ of 240. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) So super fucking smart. Um, And she makes a note that is very important lore wise for later on in the series. Um, Actually, I'll just read it Uh, without taking into account the degradation that occurs with uh, intelligence quotients in organic systems, i.e. as humans, our minds eventually deteriorate with age, yet even the dumbest class of AI, unless terminated, continues to amass and synthesize data with precision. So basically, um, dumb AI, it don't stop. It just keeps going unless it, somebody stops it. <laughs> Terminator Bro, style. It's essentially a cancer. It's, it's technically a cancer in a way. Yeah, but imagine, but the host never dies. It just keeps growing. Ooh. Yeah, but um, but it is, you know, a system. Smart AI is even more obtruse. This class of intellect is more aptly compared to stellar cycles than their distant organic cousins. They spark, burn brightly, and then either die by the crush of gravity or quickly terminate in a chaotic eruption. I just want to say this is like the greatest <laughs> foreshadowing and mm. it doesn't pay off for a number of games. <laughs> it does not pay off for a long ass time. All this work is for nothing, but, <laughs> but it's a great setup. This yeah. Great uh, so that continues for a while. And then the thing that she comes into is she talks about basically the way that she's going, she's starting a plan to create a new generation of smart AI. And a few things come out of this. Um, she basically set it up to where there are more connections between the mechanical part and the living part of a smart AI. Because smart AI in this storyline is different than how we know it. And it is actually used from human tissue, like from human brain matter. And that's why uh, smart AI is highly regarded as don't fucking do it because Where'd you get that brain matter, bro? <laughs> like the, the ATF will knock down your door. If you fucking buy one too many oil cans, <laughs> like imagine what the UNSC will do if they find you with just like a fucking fast cl- or a, a, a flash cloned human brain. Right. Bro, are you, are you insinuating that Catherine Halsey was out here? Sam associating, Random people so head this is oh something God. that is I didn't know this because 
later on, because we talked about it before, how she was experimenting with flash cloning herself, right? For this purpose. And how it was highly illegal, can't do shit. And that's why events happen later on, right? But here's something key that happens in her diary that I didn't fucking figure out. And I think a lot of the fan bases skipped over is uh, she was given permission for this. Yeah. A vice admiral fucking authorized a test run of her new protocols using this method. Basically, this method would allow the brain to continue. However, there was a fault that she couldn't shear out. So cross linkages continue with the two possible outcomes. The sheer density of connections causes a cascade of irreversible quantum transfer a short circuit in rustic prevalence, eventually halting all functions, or the AI takes extreme corrective action, eliminating connections via preemptive voltage overload. The latter often leads to aberrant personality manifestations or rampancy, also known as death by intelligence. Yo, shout out to Admiral Michael Stanforth. For approving this bad boy. Dog. Um, I'll fast forward to the end of it and then we'll move into Oblivion. The AI's death is inevitable, but whose isn't? In any event, smart AIs were required for the Spartan 2 conscript's successful infiltration of the outer colony networks. And we need them more than ever now to counter the Covenant. The Vice Admiral authorized a test run of my protocols. Am I breeding life from non-life? Am I playing God or mother? Or perhaps I've been beguiled by sentimental anthropomorphism so once again i just wanted to give that uh going on with halsey she's got some shit in the works and then she is having her usual battle with ethics i like how it's religious but it's also scientific at the same time Mm -hmm. (laughs) well she does that she draws a lot of um a lot of religious backgrounds and and like uh not just religion but folklore like I really like how everybody who writes Halsey nails Halsey. You know what I mean? Like, she's always a well-written character. Yeah, she's not one-dimensional at all. No, no. (laughs) There's a lot of things going on. But that's it. We'll now jump into Oblivion. It's kind of funny to think about, like, fainting or, like, dropping is, like, your brain technically... (laughs) Having like a restart or like a blue screen and then you yeah. like reset your that's a wild to think about. I mean I once had a discussion uh, with a coworker and we were talking about human evolution and how we I we both concurred on one thing but disagreed on the outcome. So the one thing we agreed on is we are at a point in human evolution and it's where it's gonna branch. And in one of those branches, it is the way that animals normally evolve for their environment, right? But now that we've been introduced to technology, there's another path that didn't used to be available. And how are we going to evolve down that path if we so choose that path? So it, it was so it's interesting because you know we are getting to that stage now where chips will go into your brain <laughs> and like oh. do things, you, you know? And so it's very interesting uh, because as we progress down that path, um, I think in 2018, when I went to uh, 
my uh, advanced leaders course for my promotion, they were going through and telling us that a lot of failures, a lot more failures are coming out of infantry school. And the reason being is because the, the newer recruits, those born in uh, 2000 and post had a lower bone density than uh, millennials a little bit, but not as bad. And then way different than Gen Xers. So they're more prone, uh, prone to breaking broken bones. Is it because they were playing the calls of duties? Um, they attributed it to a little bit of couch life, but most of it being um, just defi- like food de- deficiencies mm. because of like the more processed food has become. Only in America, shit. Every, everywhere else, the, half the things we have on the shelves are illegal in other countries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, for like documented reasons. Like, <laughs> wild like which one is it? Yellow dye number 12 or some shit is like proven to cause cancer or some weird shit. Plenty of that in America. <laughs> it's fucking wild, man. It's fucking wild. But but yeah, so I was just thinking about that and we'll bring that up another time. <laughs> but uh, we're going to start our story at a 14.03 hours. June 5th, 2526. That's 2.03 in the afternoon for you rookies. Ooh. Yeah, all you gotta do is subtract 12. It's not hard. Um, you during, can't do up the secret of military time. People it's, it, no, no, because it's also medical time. Ah. <laughs> so, the military doesn't have exclusivity rights to that. <laughs> you telling me the Pentagon make all that money and it don't got no exclusivity? No, that's why the army... Have you ever wondered why the army goes through so many different sayings every couple of years? It's not to I, I, revamp the brand for the new generation. It's because the army... And I'm not shitting you. The army, like, buys contracts to have other companies make slogans and then, like, rents the rights to those slogans. And then at the end of the contract, it just gets a different company to do it. The army doesn't own its sayings. So we talk about, talk about, you're telling me just like, just like private banks, the military will contract out some, what's the word? Some consulting firm. Yes. To come up with us. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) That is exactly what I'm telling you. Oh my God. That is millions of like dollars just pissed like uh, like when army strong ended like it was mass emails like no longer allowed to use army strong could result in punitive action like <laughs> take it off no. your facebook posts like those commercials were lit <laughs> i thought the army was crushing it it was like the army finally embraced being the army and it was like you want to kick in doors and shoot shit and i was like god way to go man like way to finally embrace and then they bailed out as soon as army strong ended and they fucking went with that weird uh no it was warriors wanted that had the baller fucking kicking indoors like a dude with a fucking machine gun taking fire from a rooftop and i was like this is this is some promo shit like i would watch this movie and i was like that's supposed to be my job (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like it finally like i clicked i was like that's what i was supposed to be doing this whole time um, that the closest equivalent we get to those old commercials are all these fucking senators dropping hella guap oh god <laughs> all these top gun like swat 
But no, nah, man, I thought they were finally going to embrace it, and they uh, they backed out. They backed out of it. Yeah, they were like, we, "This might be your another beep." Can we say the military bitched out? Yeah, no, the army did. I don't know how the other ones are doing with their recruiting. And the Marines have had one slogan. Like that's it. They only needed the one. <laughs> the few, the proud, Marines. the Marines. That's it. Done. <laughs> Easy. They're like one time, one time. Bye. They got it right on the first try and walked away. I got to give it to them. I got a lot of beef with the Marines, but they did that right. <laughs> <laughs> was this before or after the crayons? Uh, I think this is before. Oh, man. The yeah. Before time. Yeah. And then uh, it was funny. As I was getting out of recruiting, the Marines uh, tried to increase the – because they were tired of being the quote-unquote dumb branch. For those of you at home, you just need a 31 to get into any military branch. Army, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. It don't matter. It's all the same shit. National Guard. Same score for everybody, right? And uh, they were tired of being the quote-unquote dumb branch. So they tried to be uh, to where you needed 41 to join the Marines. So they could say they were the smartest of all the branches. And they uh, they got rid of that. They got rid of that quick. <laughs> no wonder you were just taking all these recruits left and right. <laughs> it was funny, man. I was dying because we had a good relationship with the Marine recruiter because his door was right next to ours. And we shared a back hallway. And so we used to just go into each other's office and rain hell. But. Good people, man. I had a good time in recruiting. I have no complaints. Um. Anywho, uh, yeah, fourteen oh three hours. That was a tangent. But <laughs> yeah, they just cut it, add it to the uh, the the bonus show. Dog, that bonus show is growing. Uh, every day there's like two hours of bonus show. <laughs> like, um, one day, one day, maybe, maybe our five year anniversary, we'll re- we'll do a a fucking season x <laughs> it's all the cut oh, the cutting room God. floor but we're gonna pick up so let's talk a little bit about the planet this is happening on this is taking place on the planet of mesra and mesra is one of the i can't remember is it an outer colony or is it an inner colony ken dog i can't remember uh, mesra i believe is actually an outer colony but hold on yeah, so Mesra was actually an independent outer colony in the Custar uh, system. Okay. Yeah, so they're out there, and we're going to talk a little bit about their society, because the I think they're called Mesranians? Yes, they're, they're called Mesranians, and there's, there's something very special about the planet in question. Oh. Well, I was just going to bring up the planet is basically mountains and jungle. Well, what do you got about the planet? I'm going to wait till we're like in in part two because it actually involves the story. And I don't want to ruin that. I got you. Is it about their uh, their mining economy? Yeah, that and 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 you know what? Let's just get into it because okay. I don't want to. I don't want to give it up. Okay. Okay. So it is an, uh, a mining economy. That's what kind of funds the planet. And Mesranians have a unique culture, <laughs> to, uh, to put it simply. And I'm going to go into a little bit of it when we start talking about the story. But part of it is a lot of the original citizens of Mesra. Yeah, so they do go by the by Miss Rainey. So, but they refer, so we call them Miss Rainies, but they call themselves the children of Mesra. 
and we'll go into what the fuck cult shit that means. But, um, so this is an entire planet's culture is different than any other like group on Earth alone. And the whole planet thinks this way. And basically they had a staunch stance against stim packs. Wait, so they they couldn't they couldn't Arnold Schwarzenegger it out? They couldn't steroid up? No. Uh, absolutely could not. Oh, straight edge planet. Uh, yeah, it is super straight edge and, uh, other drugs. And they claim the original reason that they went to Mesra to settle was to get away from the UEG's lax stance on like stim packs and drug use. Wait, so you're telling me they're, they're pretty much space age Quakers? Uh, I was going to say Space Age Mayflower, but yours is more on par. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking, They're fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to kind of bolster your case on accident as we go through this. Um, oh, even better. <laughs> Are you saying the plot thickens? <laughs> yeah. Um, so another thing that's going to kind of herald true throughout this, and I want you to remember this. As we go through this book. So the Miss Rainies. Let me. Ken dog. What's the one thing. If I say something to you. If you say. Oh it better not be this. And I say two words. And it means I'm being 100% honest. And I swear to God. What are those two words. I just said them. When we were doing the. uh, Before the pre-show. About Uh, gummy dicks. (laughs) Um, I believe your 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 term was like no dicks. It's literally no it's dicks. Swearsies, realsies. Swearsies, realsies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I say swearsies, realsies, it's I'll die. I'll die if I break it. Um, don't trust me if I say anything else. <laughs> Actually, just don't trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, record, can you say it one more time? Swearsies, realsies. That that shit is in the Bible, y'all. <laughs> I, I, I got it from Archer, but yeah. <laughs> See, it's got God in it. Somewhere. I'm sure God's in there somewhere. <laughs> um But just like me saying swearsies realsies, once the Mezranis place like say that they're going to do something and they give their word, that means like they will die before they fucking break their break their vow. So basically a mess rainy promise is like the highest standard that you can get. It is higher than like being contractually obligated. Oh damn. Yo, that is my word is my word is my bond. Mm-hmm. And it is so extreme that when the Spartans find out about it later, about like some of the things that they, they vow to the Spartans are like, y'all are fucking extremists. <laughs> The 15-year-olds the, the in power armor the fighting aliens <laughs> who are genetically enhanced think these people are extremists. I, just to give you an idea, the whole planet's a goddamn cult. I just want to say... Fucking kids, yo. They never respect the adults. <laughs> never. Never. They're just like, this whole ass culture is weird, bro. <laughs> like, this is like as far as first time going to church, and they're like, uh, I don't know if I want to join the youth group. It's funny you say that. We're going to get into a word that has something to do with that. Uh, oh, Lord. So, we first pick up, uh, basically, John is doing recon uh, with some of the, the, I think, the 5th Ghost Battalion. 
No, the 5th Ghost Battalion was down to 100. Oh, I got to bring that up. Another thing. <laughs> forgot, that's, that's a key part. Uh, because of the way Mesrani, uh, Mesra is sent up, is it has its own military. It does not rely on the UEG. I'm sorry, not the UEG. The CMA, the Colonial Military Authority, or the UNSC. It doesn't require either of those two. It doesn't adhere to either of them. It is its own beast. It has its own world army. It's a militia. Um, in technicality, yeah, it's it's more of a standing army. Mm. Yeah, but it it is listed as a militia force in like the battles and shit. But you can the way it is written, uh, at least the way that I under interpret it in Oblivion is it is a it's an army. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a it, it's militia entitled. Mm. They they are a standing army, one hundred percent, a hundred percent. But so we pick up a John Dewey and recon on some Covenant forces. He's kind of giving us a background of kind of everything that I went into, and goes into Blue Team's object current objective in the situation. In their current situation, their only thing that they're supposed to be doing is a simple delaying action. And what that means is they are just there to prolong the covenant from getting to, uh, I think it's, uh, man, Eterbium and Erbium. Yeah. The metals that they use. For the yes. Lasers. So yeah, there's a, basically lasers are made out of the metals on the planet and where they're mined from ironically with lasers are being scoped out by the planet. So John's whole blue team is just there to keep the covenant from finding it for as long as physically possible. That is their, that is currently their, (laughs) their only job, which I think all of John's stories start with, he has one simple job and then it cascades (laughs) into this whole ass thing. Um, but yeah, always guard duty. He always starts the day off guard duty, and then it, it turns into an adventure. Yeah, and then like he has to fight Superman or some it shit. Does. Like it's so God. weird. Um, another thing. Uh, so basically, he goes. He's kind of uh, observing the Covenant. He backs off, and then he goes and regroups with the rest of Blue Team. Blue Team, of course, once again is Fred One Hundred Four, Kelly Eighty Seven in Lunda 58 as they were busy humping equipment from the makeshift landing zone to, uh, to the backside of the slope. And we'll get to the slope. Basically a whole bunch of militia is behind that slope, but they're the good guys. The militia is the good guys in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for those of you at home, uh, yes, I did say humping equipment and it's not what you think it is. Google it. Um, or don't. I actually don't know what comes up if you put that in. Just know it means something to us, to, to military people. Different. Um, now, the big thing that he kind of came to the conclusion of is he knew, obviously, his only goal in life is to fight, right? Yeah, dude. John is like the Mike Tyson of uh, of the universe. Mm-hmm. But he knew that a fight was coming. However, with him being on the delaying force... He was ill-prepared. I won't say he was ill-prepared. He kind of came to the conclusion that he was going to be fighting sooner than he would he would like to. 
But we're also going to get into, he's kind of been fighting on this planet for a minute. Yeah, and... and we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because even prior to the Spartans arriving, it wasn't a great time. <laughs> no, this is the day after Silent Storm. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, now, as he kind of returns back to where... Um, the base of operations is and and the base of operations is in an underground vault kind of like imagine an open hatch like planet of endor style <laughs> like in the ground and then that's where everything's happening right and uh what when he comes through to the hatch another thing that troy denning like i said he does is he kind of paints that picture and part of this picture he does is on this planet one of the things native to it are these giant he says arm length. So I'd say what, two to three foot spiders. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Australia. The story takes place in Australia is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Two to three foot spiders and they're like fangs, you know, those little scrapey front bits they got. <laughs> they're uh, they're, they're the same size as like knives as like normal household knives. Yo, who the fuck wants to live on that planet? Can you imagine you're minding your business lasering some cave wall and then you laser the wrong wall and then boom, a spider piercing your neck. So that's where it comes into play is um, thankfully these these fucking Satan spawn, these hell creatures from the fucking void that need to be sent back to the shadow realm. They uh, they're harmless. Well, they're pretty harmless. Stingrays are also pretty harmless, but they killed Steve Irwin. So, I mean. You know, put it together, you know? I just want to say that Stingray was just having a bad day. It was a one in a billion shot. Yeah, <laughs> it was a uh, one in a billion. Um, R.I.P. to Steve Irwin. Shout out Steve Irwin. Love you, bud. Thank you for the childhood. But, <laughs> no, and I'm being serious. I came off facetious. I was being serious. Um, yeah, no, like, no, no ill talk. No, I will never talk ill of fucking yeah. Steve Irwin. No, never. I don't. Up there with Phil Collins. No, the, I hold very few things holy. <laughs> He's one of them. But uh, now with the Mesrainies, the Mesrainies are actually the ones who basically said that they're mostly harmless. As long as you leave them the fuck alone, they'll leave you alone. They'll watch you. Like, they're very curious creatures, but they won't get near you. They'll leave you the fuck alone. If you approach it or combat it, com like come at it combatively, then they'll fuck with you. And you're going to find out because I'm not fighting that thing. I don't think I could take that thing in a fight if you want me to be honest with you. Nah, dude, that, yo, my man car would disappear. It would just be gone. Just that I would believe so hard in equality because somebody yeah. is going to kill that spider and it's not me. <laughs> I am so far gone. I won't even be part of the conversation. Like if I see that I'm out, dude. But that also paints to the picture of, like, this landscape, this jungle landscape with these giant spiders, right? And the locals are like, hey, man, this is why we don't fuck with shit. Like, if you fuck with shit, shit fucks with you back. If you just live your life the best way that you can and don't fuck with things, things won't fuck with you. It's You know what I mean? So it's like this, it paints that picture to the culture as well. Pretty what? Don't go in the forest. That's literally the yeah. only rule. <laughs> don't fuck around and you won't find out. It is kind of a simple objective that I agree with. Yeah, dude, it's a mining. It's a mining planet. They they got the black lung. 
one of the kids is flying off to be a male model. Like, <laughs> out there. I got the laser lung pop. <laughs> the laser lung. <laughs> that sounds like a, a weapon you would find in um in Fallout. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> Oh, we get, we get distracted. What else yeah. is going on? So this one day? I just wanted to bring that up. I'll, I'll kind of skip through the next part. But John essentially throws the hatch open and just plops down. And it's two meters that he just falls down. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so there's there's some calculations I need to do. Uh, two meters is six feet that he just fell. And his armor weighs. Um, is it two tons? No, is it? No, not this armor. Because remember, this is this is the old school armor. Yeah, the the. the hold on. It, it gives it. Hold on, I'm rereading the page. Four hundred and fifty kilos. Nine hundred and ninety-two pounds. Yeah, that's still a shitty time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 992 pounds just fell six feet. <laughs> uh, so, of course, this causes a little bit of a uh, concern inside the hatch, right? Or inside the bunker. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bomb went off. <laughs> yeah, but everybody kind of like, it's funny because everybody kind of looks at him and goes, ah, it's just John, and then goes about their business. <laughs> like, just <laughs> goes back to doing what they were doing, except for one person. And that one person is the woman who's running this shit show. And boy, oh boy, I am going to butcher this. So I'm going to preface with uh, basically she says like, oh, you're the support that we were promised. And John is like, yep, that's me, ma'am. You know, John 117 reporting for duty, all that bullshit. And uh, he salutes. And then she kind of does like what I used to do, which is like just two fingers to the brow and like, fuck off. I I don't know why you're saluting me. I'm an NCO. Don't do that. Uh, But kind of laissez-faire attitude i would say towards uh military decorum yeah just to to paint a picture for everybody the 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 way that they viewed their army versus how the unsc views their army is completely different mm-hmm. i'm gonna get into that this yeah. is this is gonna go deeper into their culture break it down doggy so john <laughs> john looks at her name tag and she got a hello, my name is tag. <laughs> she even got a real fucking. Okay. No, well, she's got a even every even in the military, everybody's uniform has their name tag on it, even in their dress uniform. Oh, but I'm thinking how this army works. I'm yeah, sure maybe it was. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like the bagger at Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and the only thing he says, um, it was a squiggle of unrecognizable characters. <laughs> The word squiggle is used. A squiggle. Can you use that in a sentence? Uh, yeah, I just did. A squiggle of unrecognizable characters. Oh, no, 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 no. That's Troy Denning's sentence. What's yours? <laughs> My sentence is a uh, squiggle of recognizable characters. Oh. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Fuck you, bud. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Bud. So he goes. Um, I apologize, but I don't know how to pronounce your name. Just dead ass. John's like, I, I ain't even fucking trying with that shit. And un- unfortunately, because this is a book and I have to transfer it to audio, that means I have to attempt. And are you ready for this fucking nightmare? <laughs> Oh, I am so ready. Let's hear it. So, from what I can tell, it seems to be a mixture of Spanish, um, prob Indian, and Farsi. Ah, yes, Farsi. Which are three languages that shouldn't go together (laughs) at all. But here we go. Um... Bai de Gaia y Elysia de los Karim. <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to send me the name. <laughs> you're gonna have to send it. Please, me. please help me. <laughs> oh no, I am not helping you. This is no, great. I, I want you no, to- I want you to pronounce it now because you know you know at least know the Spanish parts. <laughs> so the, I'm, I'm looking at the chat. Here we go. I'm spelling it verbatim too. That's why it's taking so long. I, w- I want to make sure capitals are capitals. You know what I mean? Because oh man, put on the spot. Yeah, that's the worst thing in the world. Read this person's name, dog. It is. <laughs> what? Did I come close? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you were right. It's like Bad de Gaia de Eliza de los Kareem. Kareem? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's day is of right. So it's Bade of of Gaia and Elasia. I don't understand. What are the what are the Spanish bits? <laughs> what does uh, that mean? <laughs> fucking, I, I'm assuming this is like a combination. Oh, and Ga- Gaia is is supposed to be capitalized. I missed it. Fucking, <laughs> this is your job with the podcast is to translate Spanish. <laughs> Yo, no, it is not. That was not in my job title. <laughs> That's it, well, docking your pay. I, I, I don't think I don't think the guy in this instance means magpie, but I could be wrong. Uh, <laughs> it could, dude. Halo has a fascination with birds. Okay. A, 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 a sparrowhawk gets brought up later on. Okay, so then, yeah, then there might be some bird. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Halo has a fascination with birds. Just as now a the, series. Now the the name for Eliza is Spanish, but it but it also is Japanese as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's it's also a Japanese name. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it as that is going to be the title of this episode. So don't worry, everybody. You're going to be able to see this monster. 
Bro, I was gonna say this is the most Filipino name I've ever seen him. This is like a Filipino Final Fantasy name. <laughs> I don't it's wild, man. It's a wild name. Um and of course, every time I talk about her, that's the name she wants to use. Can we just call her um No, I'm just kidding. She she blatantly like John just kind of sits there. Um and she goes, It'll be simpler if you just call me Bod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking Captain Bob. Okay. Yeah, so this is Bob. I'm like, yo, I'm like, where's Bob at? It's not Bob, it's Bod. <laughs> B-A-H apostrophe D. In my, in my heart, it's Captain Bob. <laughs> All right. So I guess be ready for either or, ladies and gents. <laughs> We're, oh. How cool John and Captain Bob made a plan. <laughs> All you're saying that all I'm thinking of is Special Agent Bob and Secret Agent Steve. That's all I'm thinking of. Why am I drawing a blank? I know that, that. should be a core memory from X Play. It was the Splinter Cell Splinter Cell team, oh, yeah. and they were just making a mockery out of Splinter Cell. It's fucking hilarious. Go onto YouTube, everybody, and pull up Secret Agent Bob and Special Agent Steve. I will never forget that series. It was beautiful. The whole thing's on YouTube now. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Also, that was uh, early two thousands comedy. It was. It was early, early two thousands. By the way, yo, they they cut like thirty people from G four. I mean, they. Here's the thing: you can have well, you can have political stances. You just can't like say, "Hey, we're coming back." Here's all of our political stances within two weeks. <laughs> You can't do that. You can't immediately alienate your market. Yeah, they. I mean, I get it. They they wrote for their team, but whoo. yeah, it was uh, it was wild. That's all I'll say. Not the move I would have made. That's <laughs> all I'll say. We we made that mistake, and then we were immediately like, we gotta split it down the middle, left and right. We gotta South Park this shit. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> on the next week. <laughs> The what? The Amaraph, like one of the biggest like Twitch models. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, everything's going great. Good. Yeah, you tried G4. You try I knew it was gonna not go well when Morgan Webb didn't come back. <laughs> that was it. That was the only that, that that was all I needed. Like didn't care about anybody else. I was like, no Morgan Webb, then I'm not in. It's that easy. <laughs> Done. G4 bring portal back. Bring back Portal. Bring it back. But, um, so John responds to, you know, hey, just call me Bod. And she's, uh, and he goes, you know, yes, ma'am. And she goes, Bod. And John goes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and as soon as he said, <laughs> said it a second time, he visibly winced because he was like, fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, she was telling me to call her Bod and not ma'am. And I just did it a second time. So it's, it's funny oh. because, John's relatable in this book. He's because obviously social cues aren't something that he's accustomed to, but he knows when he makes a mistake. So it's funny because it's a 15 year old kid, you know, bro. It's, it's weird. It, it, it it's like, it's like a, a new person navigating their new job. Yeah. The best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we find out that, He's been with the Miss Rainies for a while. And the word that he uses to de- to describe their militia is one odd. 
And two, he describes them as egalitarian. 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 Go ahead and do yourself a quick a quick looker. I like how it, I didn't even have to type it all the way out. Like I put. Yeah, it comes right up. <laughs> it comes right up. I don't know why, but for some reason, that's just the letter E. <laughs> oh, yo, this is the thing everybody keeps saying they want. They, mm, they don't. They don't subscribe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For everybody at home, it just means relating to or believing in the principle that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. Ergo, letting go of your ego. Yeah. All for one, one for all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so he uses that word to describe them. And he also says that a thing that he's having, like the most trouble he's having, and we're going to find out that he's been having, he's been doing a lot of trouble. But uh, the biggest issue that John thinks he's been having for the last week with them is that uh, he keeps forgetting to call officers by their first names. That's the issue. That's the problem. Yo, been hard, hard, hardwired into like years. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. First time I called a female NCO ma'am out of fucking Midwestern in- instinct to call a female ma'am was the most I've ever been just absolutely destroyed in my fucking military career. I believe the term is lambasted. Is that a word? Yes, lamb lambasted. Isn't that in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Isn't that where the Amish live? Yeah, so it's a they're they're It's Lancaster, guy. that's right. Yeah, lambasted. <laughs> Moving on. I know it is. I'm just fucking with you. I, I know. You're right. I appreciate your degree, Kenny. Okay. There you go. You don't need one. God damn. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Thanks. We then go into basically. Uh, what's going on in the background while John is having this interaction with the uh, the officer is a whole bunch of soldiers are kind of scavenging Humvee parts. It, uh, not Humvee, fucking warthog parts. <laughs> it's Humvee today. Yo, but we had a flashback. Uh, Did you go back to Nam? No. He's scavenging hum- God damn it. Warthog parts. Oh. <laughs> uh. Why is there no key? I don't want to fucking check the exhaust with a trash bag. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> so they're scavenging all these warthog parts. Right? <laughs> and the the main thing that they're taking off of them is M68s. And I'll save you the time. M68 is what we know in the Halo canon as a Goss rifle. Or Goss Cannon, I'm sorry. That Grotototot. Yes. So, for those listeners at home, basically a Goss Cannon, the M68 asynchronous linear induction motor. I thought it'd be mortar, but no, it's a motor. Okay. Linear induction motor, more commonly known as the M68 Goss Cannon, named after 19th century. 
physicist Carl F. Goss, is a weapon that fires hypervelocity, high-density projectiles similar to those of a magnetic accelerator cannon, except on a much larger scale. Now, isn't that like the... Um... God, um, I, I'm a I'm a dig deep for this college. While you dig, um, it's it launches 25 by 130 millimeter projectiles at uh just under Mach 40. Doesn't it like use uh like tung- tungsten rounds? Uh, it uses anvil rounds. Oh, okay, never mind. Yes, it's it, it fires That's anvils right. rounds. Yes. Um, and then do you know how fast Mach 40 is? Uh, yeah, don't, don't most fighter, fighter planes barely hit Mach 40? So, I don't think any fighter planes hit Mach 40. I'm going to tell you how fast Mach Mach 40 is real quick, and then you let me know. So, Mach 40, do you know how fast a Mach is? Um, you know, there's a Machs 1 through 5. You're not wrong, yes. So, what, (laughs) so to put it super easy, one Mach is the, a speed, the speed of sound is one Mach. So Mach 1 is you are going the speed of sound. Mach 2, twice as fast as the speed of sound. So on and so forth. Did, yeah, I, just, so like, did I just blow your mind? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Like, I'm, I'm passing all the senses. Touch, <laughs> yes. Sight, seeing, hearing. Yeah, so <laughs> when... You blink into Matthew McConaughey Interstellar. Yeah, dude. So, like, if something, if somebody says or something says it's like Mach 7, it's seven times the speed of sound. Or one Mach, the speed of sound is also 767 point something miles per hour. Yeah. So, so to give equivalency, so I'm going to put, I'm, so for quick mass, um, so I'm going to do, said it was just shy of 40, uh, 40, Mach 40, that'd be 29,923 miles per hour. And it fires around. <laughs> it goes, it goes big, it goes fast. So wait, isn't that like my my? Uh, so it, it's faster than my Gillette's razor, my my Gillette Mach Five razor. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So that razor is supposed to go five times the speed of sound. Yeah. Dude, I'm, not, I'm about to write Gillette a letter. Like, oh, that sounds like a lawsuit. That sounds like if somebody won that lawsuit against Red Bull for it not giving them wings. So. I think you got a case, Ken Dog. I think you got a case. I'm be like, hey, it takes me ten minutes. This should take ten seconds. It should take. It should take point zero one seconds. You should pick it up and be done. <laughs> you just think about it. And your face is shaking. <laughs> like, all right, I'm oh. so Gillette, y'all. It's happening. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you. I I like to bring a fun fact every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching you more than your than the education system. Oh man, I, I had a fun question for you, and it slipped my mind. I, I'm so mad. Well, you think about it while I go over uh, some other good points. So. Right now, they're doing the cobalt field testing. So while they're doing that, 
blue team has been assigned uh, to be a part of the cobalt field testing project, which basically means all of them are trying out Mjolnir armor. That's all that means. Cause remember cobalt got brought up a few episodes back, but mm-hmm. what that means is America's America's armor. I had a cobalt. <laughs> you did. Shagging I wagon. did. And no seven cobalt. We called it the combat cobalt. Cause I ran into everything with that fucking car. <laughs> I don't know what it was about. It was a squirrely little thing. It was, right. basically the cobalt for those at home was the uh, the modern cavalier. <laughs> it's the best way I could describe it. <laughs> As you go on describing, <laughs> it's it's it is what it is. <laughs> well, my man, you're the real reason why women out here get a bad rep for driving. It was you. It was me. Cobalt. It was me. At one point in time, everybody in the squad had a Transformers Transformers name, and we saved, like, our phones, like, as our Transformers names, and then we only used voice text, so that way we'd have to say, like, call Optimus Prime, and then it would call, or, you know, some other dumb shit, and mine was Sideswipe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Somebody somebody owns the Combat Cobalt (laughs) in Virginia. It's not me. I got rid of it. Um, Known to still be out in the the fields of battle. Dog, I love the combat cobalt. That thing was a fucking animal. It didn't give a shit. (laughs) Like, I'll give it to him. That car, that car was the fucking cockroach of cars. (laughs) It it didn't give a fuck. So they got the combat cobalts. So uh, they got the combat cobalts. And basically, this is just pretext for. Troy Dennings gives himself an out. Basically, this is his mulligan where he's like, listen, if I say they have some shit on their armor, it's I brought it up on page five. You can't talk to me about it. Like, Don't at me on Twitter. Um, but he says they all look different. You know, then they all have different colored variations. So none of blue team matches. None of them are in uniform with each other. <gasps> it's all that means. I know they have distinctive personalities. I know. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. Good thing it's I'm not reading a book where he actually gives them all a moment where we get to know them as human beings. Ugh. Oh, that'd be terrible. That'd be such a shitty thing to do. And then hopefully they all make it out of their life. Tears of the Sun style. Dog, Tears of the Sun had no business being that good. <laughs> like, that's, his movie. that's his whole shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> The thing of that movie is, too, is like it sucks for the first half and you want to turn it off. And then the second half happens. and You're like, oh, shit, oh, <laughs> this is a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's always that gets it, it, that's what does it, man. That fucking underdog story. But. um, Bod kind of like realizes that she's fucked <laughs> in this moment because she requested support um, against, you know, the covenant threat and they send in. Basically, a guy in armor, and say, "There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, all you that's what you get. <laughs> Have fun, bro." And uh, she's like, ah, "I was hoping there'd be more of you." John's like, uh, "No," and she's like, "It's gonna be a close battle." And John's like, "It's not gonna be that close." <laughs> like, I'm glad John doesn't have an ego. Yeah. Like, uh, sure, don't worry about it. This yeah, is what we do. She's we thinking do it's going to be a Chiefs Chargers game, and John's like, no, nah, it's going to be a Chiefs Cardinals game. Like, don't even sweat. <laughs> like, it's going to be easy. Um, and John's like, we're going to stop him. And Pod's like, with six 
Goss cannons, you're going to stop the covenant. <laughs> Six Goss cannons. And um, she brings up that that's not going to work because she's only going to be, they're only going to be able to fire the Goss cannons like once or twice. And then wraiths are going to take them out. We finally get to talk about wraiths. <laughs> finally brought up. Ooh. So, yeah, I remember Wraiths. If you played multiplayer, you know what Wraiths are. Yes. So, man, how would you even begin to describe a Halo Wraith? Let me pull um, it up. Because I'm sure somebody else did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, the, the Wraiths come in a variety of colors, first of all. Whatever whatever fits your, your aesthetic, right? But, I, I it's dude, the Wraith is pretty much a... It's a it's, it's a it's putting a, a a futuristic tank on like a hoverboard. Yeah, it's a floating mortar tank. It doesn't shoot no. forward; it shoots like an arc. It's like a mortar tank. It's if you guys are familiar with what the ghosts look like in Halo, it's its dad. It's, like it, it's yeah. It's like it's like the ghost with more armor, and then they added the extra seat for your friend. Yes. So it's a blue and purple. <sighs> so the the traditional the traditional wraith color is the beautiful blue and purple aesthetic. It's known as a Zerto pattern mm-hmm. wraith. And then the um, the one that you guys will all know to come and love the beautiful gold, pure metallic purple. That's the Muzz pattern. We got to see this toward the end of the Human Covenant War. And then, if you played a, a beautiful Halo 3, you may have seen this striped goddess, nice red undercoat with golden stripes. That's an honor guard wraith. Then from there, for my, my tryhards, there, anybody who, who buys Mopar, um, we have the all blacked out. It's got a nice charcoal gunmetal black. That's the Kimu. Then from there, we have our traditional sword wraith, beautiful red with white stripes. Then we got the Ultra Wraith. That one's got a, a nice little green tinge to it. Beautiful. And then if you want to get right with the Lord, everybody knows the drip has to be golden. And if you get the gold, that's the Temple Wraith. But that's enough on Wraith colors. Back to you, Brandon. Bro, I wasn't ready for Pimp My Wraith. Like, I wasn't ready for that this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will go more into depth on Wraiths at another point in time. Because... <laughs> I didn't realize how I was, I thought I could talk about a wraith all day and I'm looking at a picture of it. I'm like, how do I fucking describe this? Thing? <laughs> um, so we'll do that another time. Just imagine a tank, make it float, take off the tracks. And then instead of the cannon being forward facing, make it up, <laughs> make it a mortar instead, take off the cannon, make it a mortar. Boom. There you go. Wraith, make it purple. That's the, Bro, oh, and, and then sci-fi it up a bit. <laughs> You know what we could have just said? Think of the, the fucking tanks from um, Star Wars Episode 1. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Done. Done. Yep, that's it. That's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. a big boomer. <laughs> Bro, he was supposed to be a Sith Lord. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> um... Yeah, and John kind of goes into him. 
uh, he doesn't even, Denning doesn't even try to describe what a wraith is. He just goes, yeah, they're popping up more. Yeah, they're back. He says, uh, and then John kind of recollects that when he was scouting for the covenant, he said that he saw 50 wraiths moving in a column. So there's a fuck ton of these things on the planet. Oh, that seems like a whole, a whole squadron. That seems like a whole, like the, how Russia and like Germany had their tank squadrons, like every major power had their tank mm-hmm. squadrons, but the way they were moving, it sounds like the, the axis of evil. And then John kind of thinks about how he wants to tell Bod he's already destroyed twice that amount in the six days he's been on the planet. And that's without Goss cannons. <laughs> But he's like, Ash, you wouldn't believe me. So he doesn't. <laughs> he's so modest. <laughs> so humble brag. <laughs> he's just like, nah, she'll find out. <laughs> he's like Peter. He's like Peter, an episode of Family Guy. I'm not going to tell. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Uh, so, but he knows he has to say something. So he's like, we'll use fire and move tactics. We'll do two bursts and then we're gone. Reposition and repeat. And she's like on foot. <laughs> Each one of those is a hundred kilos a piece. Yo, you know he just wants to look at this woman and be like, "Bitch," he's like, "My name is John One One Seven. Like I told you, it's done. It's handled. <laughs> so, if those at home, because our large American audience, two hundred and twenty pounds, hundred kilos. There's That's some decimals been there, but it's 220 pounds. Still a lot of weight. Still yeah. A lot of weight, Kai. <laughs> yeah. Still a lot of weight. And uh, to like just pick up, shoot at stuff, run with to a different location and repeat. And they've already done this a hundred times. Oh, yeah, man. And so, now they're used to the armor. They, they just, oh, they're cruising now. This is like them in their, this is their golden years right now. <laughs> um, and uh, Bod's like, but Bod doesn't disbelieve him. She's like, how? And John's like, in his head, he's like, I can't tell you that we're like genetically modified children in power armor. So, uh, Space it, magic. so he's it pretty much, he's just like moon's haunted, bro. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He's just like, uh, that would take too long to explain. So I'm not going <laughs> to. My man is like, let me tell you about this crypto real quick. <laughs> yeah. Crypto works. <laughs> so he, he's just like, trust. he literally goes, just trust me. <laughs> Good old John. Yep. Um, but yeah, fucking, we didn't get very far to oblivion at all. <laughs> we had fun. But we had fun and this is so good. It's such a good book. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I love how, like, you're just having a little fangirl. Um, I didn't know that I was going to enjoy it this much. I thought I was just going to have to read it and move on. And then, like, that was it. Because I don't remember um, Silent Storm being this good. Like, this well-written. It's from the same author. Yeah, I remember Silent Storm was his first outing. So it's like, hey, this is, let me let me get my footing with the characters. And now he's a lot more familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's just now he knows where he wants to take them. 
Yeah, and he's probably given after Silent Storm was written, I'm sure, because I think it was Bungie at the time. So I'm sure Bungie was like, yo, um, you, you got this. <laughs> you don't you don't need our help. Just do stuff. Um, Wait, I thought Silent Storm, I'm sorry, not Silent Storm. I thought Oblivion came out in 2019. Let me take a look. I'm reading right now in the... Copyright is just from Microsoft. It doesn't say... It was released. It was released on in, in 2019, but no, it doesn't. Say yeah, it is three four three. It is three four three. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm yep. like, yeah, I thought he was already working with. Yeah, them. no wonder, man. This dude is fucking writing three four threes lore. For them. Well, clearly they don't want to use them for the plot of the game. So. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd take an Oblivion game any day. It'd be just as good as Reach. Oh yeah, but you got a we got a couple because it's um, after Silent Storm. I mean, after Oblivion, it's Shadows of Reach. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. there's Divine Wind. Ah, they'll be all right. They'll be, you know, yeah. you already knew. <laughs> yeah. They, they know. yeah, it's it's K. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, man, that was the the intro, intro, the the prologue. Yeah, that was the prologue into Oblivion. As you can see, it's gonna be a slower speed. We'll pick it up a little bit more for the next episode and kind of get the ball moving. Then we'll get into a- into the apex, and then we'll go into like the repercussions. Is how I'm kind of figuring it for the next few episodes of uh, Oblivion. So it's gonna be we're gonna be here for a while, but I promise Oblivion is nothing like collateral damage. So don't sweat it. <laughs> we missed y'all. We we hadn't we hadn't done a, a a doubles episode in a long time. Yeah, Plus, next week we got something fun really cooked up. Yeah, we do. Next week we have uh, we have somebody coming on. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be different. Different. Keeping you on your toes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect. No, um, we're kind of just letting the man shine. Really, we're we're gonna have very little to do with it. Yeah, man. The, the, yo, why not? Let's use this time to plug the the man up. Let's plug him in. Do you got his? Uh, I can log in real quick. Pull up his 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 uh, his linky poos. He sent me the actual links in his uh, guest form. Yeah. God damn it. Trying to open the man's stuff. I'm going straight to the source, baby. Oh, speaking of. um, Oh, yeah. Did you pull it up too? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Oh, okay. So I was going to be like, ladies and gentlemen, for our two part, our two part Twitch series, we, we, we are bringing the illustrious, the man, the myth, the legend that is Aggie underscore OG. My man plays competitive first person shooters. You can catch him on Twitch. He's either shooting or he's just chatting with his people. You can catch him on TikTok under Aggie o underscore OG, Instagram, Aggie underscore OG, YouTube, Aggie underscore OG, Twitter, Aggie underscore OG and on Discord under Aggie Original G's server. Aggie's everywhere, baby. I share his stuff every now and then. The dude's the dude's unironically funny. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> but it's his mannerisms that like really make me laugh. Like one time he had the typical gamer moment where he was like, He's on me, bro. He's fucking one shot. Where are you? And then like he was he was getting pissed and then he realized he was muted. <laughs> 
<laughs> I shared the shit out of it. I was like, that's that's the most gamer shit I've ever seen in my life. I love it. Oh yeah, but we're bringing Aggie on and uh he's at he actually knows our, our boy Jay from DD two fourteen as well, so it's weird how life yeah, everything everything branches like that. It's super weird. Um but yeah, we're bringing him in. Uh, I think we're bringing him in for his perspective on streaming. And it's something that Ken Dog and I know nothing about. So it'll be an interesting conversation where we're going through his lore as a person. Oh, you mean bios next week. Baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it'll still be lore. Just people lore. <laughs> this is true. But, uh, but yeah, stay tuned for that. Again, if you haven't visited us on the you, me and lore.com, go and st- Go go there. Go check it out. I'm pretty I think it's neat. I think it's pretty neat. There's no ads. Well. Ad free experience there. We're all friends. I'm not just telling you that for ad money. There are no ads. The only ad is for ourselves because it's our fucking website. So <laughs> that's it. We get no money for you checking it out. Um nor do we get any for me telling you you can leave a voicemail there. It goes directly to us and we can use it in an episode if you have any questions or need clarification, especially because I know some of the episodes get kind of jumbly um, with some of the spots. So if you need clarification or something, send us a voicemail. It's that easy. Use a fake name. We don't care. <laughs> Call yourself Brandon, Bo Jackson. <laughs> Brandon, real quick. How do you how do you how do you leave a voicemail on our dope, super dope uh, website? On the bottom right of the page, big blue button. Just click that bad boy. Mm-hmm. it's way easier than it used to be when we did it through uh the last the last site it's not that we got rid of that it's still up you can still do it that way if you wanted to but it's it's a song and dance this is literally you just press a button and it's okay here you go <laughs> that's it me mm-hmm. you can also leave us a message you can review us you can do anything you can send us a message directly there instead of emailing us if you wanted to it's rad i like it Beautiful. And yeah, don't forget to like and share. Like and mm-hmm. share. Sharing this is the best thing you can do for us. 100%. We love you for it. Shout out to our uh, our, our subscribers. Thank you very much. And with that being said, I think we're going to catch everybody next week. So tune in. We got the, the infamous Aggie underscore OG. The, the new top G of Twitch. The new top G. Is he? I'm declaring it. My man is the new top G. Oh, I didn't know we were declaring. That's on me. That's my bad. I didn't read the script. <laughs> I'm just ad-libbing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know we were doing a declaration. I thought... <laughs> that's, 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 uh, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I was just unaware of what was going on. I didn't know. <laughs> like, he knows I love him. He knows. He doesn't need me to tell him. <laughs> I'm a Midwestern father. You don't need me to tell you. You should know. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. Later, y'all.